morning. Those relentless man-eating creatures from below are back in the groundbreaking Tremors Attack Pack collection. Get ready to rumble as all four Tremors films come to DVD in one ultimate collection. With such stars as Kevin Bacon, Michael Gross, Fred Ward, and Reba McIntyre, it's no surprise that this is the collection horror comedy fans have been waiting for. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, it's October again, which means here at B-Movie Bros, it's time for Cult Classic Month. Part 4 or 5 or something. I lost track at this point. So, what you heard was the back of the, uh, the Tremors Attack Pack collection, which is the first four movies, which is how I have them on DVD. But we're just reviewing the first one, the original Tremors. From probably. 1990. We'll probably review the others at another time. Just have to think of themes. So, let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Paul, let's let's start out with the bottom. Let's get the bad of this movie out of the way first. Alright, let's see what we can dig up. So for me, number three. There are a few things that don't make sense with the basement scene. You know, why is Reba putting, you know empty shell casings in a tumbler to clean them out when they didn't find anything to shoot at, which then attracts the graboids. And then, you know, they shoot a whole bunch of times in the basement with no ear protection. Like, their ears would be bleeding. They would be deaf. But no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's something in a lot of films. It's They'll shoot a gun, like, right in front of them. It's like, that's gonna hurt your ears, dude. Or in, like, a small, confined space. Number two. The supplies in Walter's store also make very little sense. He has lots of things like clothes baskets and other kinds of like tchotchkes and like small things that people would only buy, you know, once in their life. But this town is geographically isolated, only has 14 residents, and doesn't really seem like it has any reason for tourism. So why does he keep things like that at the store? Well, he's got 14 residents. It means you've got, you know, a guaranteed, um... Guaranteed few customers. Well, I mean, as far as, like, the food and, like, barbed wire and clothes, like, supplies like that I could understand, but, like, dirty clothes baskets? How many of those do you go through in the desert? I mean, giant worms, you never know. And number one, something that's boggled my mind for decades, old man Fred's head. It makes no sense. Everything else in this movie either gets completely buried or devoured when a graboid attacks it. Yet... His head is left completely intact, underneath his hat, facing in just the right way for when they take his hat off for them to see it. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. Why didn't they eat his head? Like, he really lost his head when fighting graboids, graboids, whatever. Alright, number three. It took a bit longer to actually get into the, you know, main plot with the killers, sandworms, and all that, than I would have preferred. I mean, at least the first 20 minutes is just Val and Earl traveling around for doing doing random jobs in the desert for some reason. It was entertaining and all, but, you know, it's, it's tremors. You want to see the fucking giant sandworms. Number two. How does having snakes for tongues work exactly? It seems really impractical, to say the least. I mean, even as a defense mechanism, like, it's just bizarre. Like, I mean, tongues are meant for tasting or smelling in the case of snakes, so 
were the snakes' tongues used for smelling then? Could they all individually smell? Did they have minds of their own? Were their tongues actually just smaller tongues, like smaller snakes inside of them? Were, and were their tongues just smaller snakes, and does it just go on forever? I don't know. These are questions that need to be answered. So I think I've just came to the revelation of what those actually are. But it's a spoiler alert for the second movie. Uh, and I have to rewatch part of the second movie to see if I can confirm this theory. But uh, it might be the next stage of the Graboids. It might be the Shriekers. But uh, kind of have to watch and, and see uh, after the... Graboids metamorph and see if the tongues are still there or not, but, uh... Sounds exciting. Valid, valid question. Either way, I don't know, and it's, it's bothering me up to this point, and I feel like they didn't come up with an answer when they wrote this, uh, no point, even if they, um, explain it later. Number one, why the hell were Val and Earl traveling together in the first place? Like, how do they know each other? What are they doing? Like, just... With all these, like, odd jobs and everything, how'd they get all their equipment? I mean, they seem to be friends, but, I mean, there's a noticeable age difference, which they even point out, so they couldn't have just grown up together. Uh, Earl's not Val's dad, so, or uncle, they don't seem to be related in any way. It's, yeah, what the hell's going on with that? It's just weird. The only thing I did notice this time that I haven't noticed in the past is that they do have two trailers on their property um, when they go to move out. I've never noticed that there are two trailers before. Um, one's in the background, and it's... I mean, I think every other time I've watched this movie, it was on a 19-inch CRT, CRT, or whatever you call fucking tube TV. The only way to watch On it. VHS, and I've only watched on DVD, like, once before. So, um... Little details like that that I've never never noticed before. I always thought they lived together. I guess they have separate trailers. So who knows, but I kind of want to know, and not that it affects the story at all, but it's just weird. And I'd rather have them not explain something than throw in awkward dialogue explaining it, but I don't know. Something. Alright, now onto the top. For me, number three. The character of Burt Gummer. My spirit animal and one of my all-time favorite childhood heroes. I mean, he lives in the middle of the desert, has all kinds of supplies, has a basement full of guns and ammo. He's just, you know, an awesome badass. And every movie, he just keeps coming back and kicking ass, taking names, and blowing shit up. What every man should strive to be. Number two, which is perhaps my favorite scene in all of cinema history and it's the basement scene where the graboid busts through the wall and they just shoot the fuck out of it for like 48 seconds it's just amazing gun after gun bullet after bullet blood and everything and graboid and like it's, it's fucking amazing i love it you know i just thought of something when we were talking about how in movies people shoot guns in like enclosed spaces and with that any ear protection. Well, they also have magical silencers, which, like, completely make them, like, unaudible, so maybe guns are just less loud in fiction world? I don't know. I'm gonna have to ponder this one. Um, and number one, the Graboids themselves, every time they appear and swallow people, how they look, their intelligence 
Just about everything about them makes them a badass movie monster. And I can see why they keep the franchise coming back for more. And people want more and more of it. Number three. I liked all the characters. Especially Val and Earl. and yeah, They were all good. They were all likable in their own way. Even Edgar Deem seemed like he was a pretty cool guy before he, you know, dehydrated while climbing a AM telephone pole. The town drunk. Yeah, I'm sure he was. He would be a fun guy to get a drink with. Number two, I thought it was really cool how the characters had to keep coming up with different ways to kill the graboids, and the graboids themselves were surprisingly intelligent and would actually learn from past interactions and manage to set up traps against the humans. It was an entertaining film, and you know, I never thought a battle against giant worms would be quite so epic. Well, unlike most like monster movie people, like. The people that live in Prefecture are actually, like, fairly intelligent and figure things out, like... That's another thing. Nobody, like, was eaten because they were, like, just needlessly stupid or, like, as stupid as the plot needed them to be. They're all pretty resourceful and intelligent. Except and for Nestor. Yeah. Who thought a tire would protect him. Yeah. <laughs> there was that. Number one. The Graboids just looked so fucking awesome. I really just liked how these underground monsters just, like, going, just, like, traveling underground. Their mouths are just, like, gigantic, and, you know, they got snakes for tongues, and I don't know. They were just really cool. I liked the way they, the way they were designed. Well, one of the things that we really didn't mention is the dialogue of the film, but we can go ahead and give this a good old-fashioned quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started with, we plan ahead. That way we don't do anything right now. We've never recorded anything like this. We faced temptation and did not bend. Goddamn, praise the Lord. You came that close. Too close. What do I look like? An expert on worms? Government built them. Big surprise for the Russians. I got a goddamn plan. Running's not a plan. Running's what you do when your plan fails. They're headed right for us. We killed that mother humper. That is this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I give it a 1 out of 10. Give it a 2 out of 10. Tremors is an old school creature feature where a small town is besieged by an unknown monster and the residents must figure out how to survive. The movie created one of the most iconic monsters of my life, the Graboid. This movie, perhaps above all others, was my gateway to horror and monster movies, so I may be a bit biased to thinking this movie is awesome. But with the characters, giant worm puppets, and fantastic action sequences, I hope there's no one in the world that dislikes this goddamn film. There are plenty of things to worry about when traveling through the desert. Excessive heat, lack of water, rattlesnakes, coyotes, the list goes on. However, in the world of fiction, there's another threat. Giant sandworms. These monstrosities dwell underneath the sand, waiting to devour anyone foolish enough to walk by. And they exist in some of the best sci-fi out there. Dune, Trigun, the Sarlacc, and Sarlacc monster in Return of the Jedi, you know, is close enough. There's some in some of the Zelda games, which isn't really... that's fantasy. What, one of the bosses in Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And some of those are fantasy and some of them are sci-fi fantasy, but, you know, you get my point. Genre is very weird, but 
And of course, there's Tremors. Tremors is an incredibly fun film in just about every possible way. The characters were likable, the dialogue was fun, the story was excellent, and the action scenes were extremely entertaining. Each scene where the, where the humans fought the Graboids, the giant sandworms in this film, was different from the last, keeping the film from getting boring with a variety of tactics used to combat the underground devils. In reality, worms kind of suck. They're boring and only good for fishing. However, in the incredible world of fiction, these slimy little bastards finally get to make a name for themselves. I think it's time we tell our friends how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone says, God damn, take a drink. Number two, every time a new gun is used, take a drink. Number three, whenever you see a graboid, take a drink. Number four, anytime the camera travels along the ground, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Cult Classic Month, anytime you can make a connection between two cult classic movies we've reviewed, take a drink. Every time someone jumps on or climbs on a rock, take a drink. Every time a graboid eats someone, take a drink. Every time a building or car sinks beneath the sand, take a drink. And every time someone sits off an explosion, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else BMO related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. We've come to the end of week one for Cult Classic Month number whatever the fuck. And uh, obviously, in first place is Tremors. So, you know, we've got a, a little bit of a different lineup this year. There's no overall theme of the cult classic, like the worst of the series or anything like that. We ever really had much of a theme. I think it wasn't worst of the series, just like a random month. I don't know. But next week, we're taking a look at uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon movie film for theaters for DVD. Oh, boy. I remember seeing it in theaters, and I'm, I'm, I wonder how it changed for DVD. I don't think I've ever watched it sober. Well, And I probably won't this time, either. Well, until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there.